Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 169 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with three-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What's going on, everyone? Rich, how's it going? What's good? Hope you got your breads. I hope we'll uh, we'll have a story to talk about and where's and pickups. Oh, we got, we got a, Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I, I'm not. I'm just saying we got a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, okay. I like it. Love to hear it. And we're joined by a guest this week, so if you've been listening to us for uh, the last 168 episodes, you've probably heard us talk about this guy. So we have Craig Wong joining us. He's the owner of Patois Toronto, which is, uh, I believe it's a, it's a, what is it? it's a Jamaican-Asian fusion restaurant? Like my background, Jamaican-Chinese. Jamaican-Chinese. Ah, there we go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I gotta check that out. Ken was always talking about it, by the way, so I definitely gotta, I gotta make a run down there. All food, man. It's a, it's a perfect match. I, he, Really can't go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've talked about you a lot on this on this show, Craig. So uh, yeah, we're happy to finally get you on, man. So thanks for jumping on with us. Thanks so much for having me. This is such a pleasure. Oh, we're excited. And I know you're a size 14 foot, so I'm I'm excited to hear a little bit about your collection and how you source some of that because I know that's probably not easy to get living in Canada. The pain is real, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'd imagine, man. Holy shit! Yeah. That's definitely tough, man. I definitely need to hear some of these, you know, these mission, these missions. <laughs> I have problems sometimes that I'm a size twelve, and, and, yeah, and twelve is available in, for the most part in Canada. So <laughs> I can understand the pain that you're probably going through to get some of these pairs. Yeah, there's not much big steppers in Canada, man. I mean, I know the states is easy when it comes to those bigger sizes, like you know. So I definitely want to hear some of these stories because that's damn fourteen. <laughs> I know that's that's challenging. <laughs> for sure <laughs> all right let's start off with our weekly wares and pickups like we always do so kev why don't you begin yeah so just been following a little bit of the the red theme uh mainly because you know chinese new year had passed uh, a couple weeks ago but uh, also valentine's day so i rock air max day air max ones also rock air max one anniversary reds i rock my nike id air max one Cayman pair. We did get some snow, so threw on the, the North Face boots a couple days. Also rocked the Air Max 1 to 6, so lots of Air Max 1s going on, but also 2016 bread 1s as well, so staying in line with that red theme. But also, you know, just my regular dog walking shoes, the, the True Blue 3s, those have become like some serious beaters, man. Like, honestly, they first started off as like rain shoes, you know, wear them a, a little bit when the rain, but, you know, kind of uh, just demoted to <laughs> dog walking shoes. I, I'm sure there's like shit on the bottom now. There's like a shit smear on the side and all that stuff <laughs> when I think of dog park, but those are beat to shit now. So unfortunately, yeah, they've been demoted to a dog walking shoe, but that's pretty much my week in terms of wears. I, I had a big pickup last week, so kind of just slow down this week uh didn't grab anything i know a couple of people were excited about those reimagined fours so excited to see a lot of people get w's on that but i regretfully passed waiting for those military blue fours so that's on my radar so i'll let the people that want the the reimagined breads get those but nothing for me in terms of pickups i was surprised kev on the the reimagined but i also understood because i know the militaries are not far behind so 
Yeah, like Kev is, Kev is, Kev is keeping one of the chamber for that. <laughs> they can't come soon enough, man. I'll tell you that uh, right now. I think I, Rich I, has a story about the reimagined Bread Four, so I'll wait for my thoughts on it. But I'll add them when uh, when Rich is talking about it in in his part there. But I passed two, and I'm I I don't know how I feel. I I feel like I might have slept on that one. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely a pair that I'm on the fence. Ab- I was on the fence about when they first. I think when they first released, or you know, they showed pictures of it. Mixed reviews, right? People liked the leather. Some people didn't like the leather. Then pictures start coming out about the, the SB4 shape and, and tooling and all that stuff. So people start hopping back on board with them. And, you know, the more that I see them, the more that I think, you know, the leather looks good on it. But, I mean, my focus is set on the military blue fours. I probably will regret not getting that reimagined down the line. But I'm glad to see, you know, people who wanted them were able to get them. Honestly, man, I think if like it's a shoe like the reimagined threes, you'll be able to double back, you'll be able to double back around, and it's you're not going to be crazy. Yeah, there's so many pairs. Prices, there that... there's so many pairs, man, and you know how it goes. Like first week, resellers yeah. are like cash grab because people are who didn't get them are like kind of in yeah, a frenzy. FOMO and, and all that, whatever. Yeah, all that shit. So once it settles, like you'll be good, man. But the militaries, I definitely understand because I didn't realize how close like those are dropping. I was like, oh shit, like that's around the corner. So you already know if you need the assist, and you know I never do that shit. But for you, Kev, <laughs> I, I got, it. I got, I got yeah. you, man. <laughs> It'll make me happy <laughs> to know that I helped you on those because you talk about that shoe all the time. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah, know sure. I got you, man. I'm definitely putting uh, some some names in the hat for you yeah. on that pair. Yeah, I, I I get that too. And there's, you know what? There's actually surprisingly a lot of stuff coming out this year. We didn't even there's talk about this. KD4 Galaxies came out like a week or two ago, right? Like I got a I got a rinse about that too. I got a rinse <laughs> about that one too, man. <laughs> uh, but there's also the KD4 Weatherman. They're supposed to release oh, yeah. the nerfs yeah, later yeah. this year. A bunch of Christmas are coming out. The, the like, KD4 Christmas can't yeah. forget them bad boys. Nike's in their bag. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year. And anyways, I'll save my uh, my, my bread comment for, for when Rich talks about, about his pickups this week. But good week, Kev. Yeah, good week, Kev. Uh, I guess it's me next because uh, there's we're missing Juan and Kali this week. So no pickups for me this week, as I said. Where's Air Max 90 infrareds? Air Jordan 3 infrared 23s. That's my beater pair. So they're just getting beat to the ground. I wore my on-cloud shoes, Kev. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm, How did those nice. go? So I wore them twice this week. So two. So they're for work for the most part. So one day was specifically a day where I was going to have to be doing a lot. Like I knew I was going to be walking a lot. So that was today. I took about 9,000 steps in them. They were solid. Like really, yeah. really solid. First wear, no issues in terms of a fit or anything. They're perfect fit. And they're actually a slip-on shoe. I don't know if... Oh, nice. So like, kind of like Ultra Boost or something like that? Is it... Uh, hang on. so if you look at the laces, oh yeah, oh, yeah just okay, like okay. embedded, yeah, That's it's, dope. It's, they're laces, but they like they don't actually tie. They, they stretch. Yeah, they stretch, yeah. so they just sit there. So that's really, really nice in that sense. It's a slip-on, like, no issues in terms of my toes. Although I did hit my foot on a shopping cart today, and that really hurt. So that <laughs> kind of eliminated the whole, like, my pinky toe wasn't hurting thing. But Yeah, but that's uh, not the shoe's fault. That's just your own stupidity. That's right? my own stupidity, <laughs> yeah. So I can't blame the shoes for that one. I wore them another day, too. Less steps on that day, but they are solid. Like, solid, solid, solid. So I'm going to look to get another all-black pair, but they are really, really good. Yeah, that brand and, and Hoka are two brands that I'm definitely going to have to pick up a, a, a pair or two of those. The Hoka ones I've seen and I thought about them too. I just, I think there might be a bit more cushion on them, but I feel like they'd be heavier. 
at the same time too. Like those are super, super light. Yeah, I did try on a Hoka pair when I was in LA, but it actually wasn't that heavy. So, I mean, I guess it depends on the model. Like, I mean, yeah. they've got boots, they've got like hiking boots, trail boots, they've got so many different ones. So I guess depending on what you, what you want to wear them for, I guess weight would vary. So you guys ever tried the Hoka slides though? I no. love those. Yeah, no. So much cushion. It's, it's probably the, the most comfortable slides I've ever put on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I did see them on the on the site because I was browsing yeah. through the site. So I was I was you know I, I was skeptical, but if you're saying they're comfortable, I mean, Oka slides, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, check those out. I'm always looking for a good slide for sure. Yeah, they look like crazy comfortable. Nike used to do something not quite this cushion, but I have a one from them. It was it, it used lunar glide technology at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were crazy, crazy comfortable. I put the I put the link in the chat for you guys if you want to take a look at it. Uh, Craig, I'm sure this is probably something similar to what you have. It's almost it's got like a almost like a Yeezy slide upper, yeah. and then just like a super. Oh yeah, just, yeah, okay. No, those look really yeah, good actually. Dope. Lots of different colors too. There you go, Kev. Your next hey, slide purchase. And I think too with the Hoka's like it it looks heavier than it is. Like it's a running shoe, right? So I'm sure it can't be that heavy, right? Yeah. Um, just looking at it in comparison, it, it feels like it might be a little bit heavier, but I'm sure that's not the case at all. But yeah, at least the one that I tried was relatively light. So I'm, I'm sure they're all pretty light, but mm-hmm. yeah. Other wares this week, Air Max One Lunar. I'm going to try not to butcher this name like I typically do. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Cab- Cabotomashi. <laughs> yeah. I might have butchered that. Yeah. If I butchered it, I'm sorry. I don't even know either. <laughs> I'm you know the one I'm talking about. Though, yes, right? I know exactly the one you're talking about. I knew I knew what you were gonna say too, because I, I can't pronounce it either. So <laughs> oh that pair, okay. That's what they're called. I never knew that. Yeah, I, I, I always butcher that name, but yeah, the, this one. It's like um gray, uh, like a light gray and um orange and like a teal color. Mm. Yeah, Kabutomushi or something. Kabutomushi, I think, yes, is probably a better pronunciation. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I was practicing that today because I was like, I wore them and I'm like, I'm going to have to pronounce that on the pod this week. Damn it. <laughs> you know, that's why I name stuff on the menu very simply so that people can order it. And I leave the description for anything that is like a hard word to pronounce. So it's even like when, in restaurants when people like, have a, a bad uh, wine pronunciation game, you know, like people never want to order stuff, you know, and so they want to go after the Cabernet or the Merlot because just it's very easy to say. To yeah. Yeah. What? But oh, like, that's smart. That's brilliant. Greener, like might be a difficult word for some people to say, you know, and and uh, uh, that's why I name stuff like very precisely. I like that. That's smart. <laughs> that's actually- and you know what? It, and you know what? It's true though, because I've been out sometimes, and like if a word is it's a hard word to pronounce. I, yeah, even man. though I want it, I kind of yeah. stray away from it. Yeah. So I kind of be more intentional now. Like, even if I can't pronounce it, I don't shy away. I'll just be like, I want this one, <laughs> you know, but I, but I get it. Like I was always not inclined to go for it because, you know, you just don't want to sound like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. when you're ordering something, right? So Golf that's actually cool. Is when people want to be outsmarted, you know, people want to yeah. be like, yeah. inspired. People want to be entertained. And, and that's what we try to do. That's dope. Yeah, that's smart too, man. That's yeah, smart that's too. Really that's smart. smart. It's very inclusive, I think. Yeah. That's smart. It is. It's very smart. <laughs> so for the rest of my wares, it was this past weekend was All-Star Weekend, which I'm sure someone here will have a rant about, but um <laughs> we can we can say that for another episode. So I tried to stick with All-Star shoes for the rest of the kicks I wore this week. So Air Jordan 4 White Cements. 
Nice. Katie six gumbos. Hey. Oh, forgot about those. Yeah. Hey. Katie four Did galaxies. You oh, you yeah. You uh, the galaxy too. <laughs> oh, I, I rock, still have those shits. I rock the oh. galaxies. I didn't. I didn't get the new ones because I still have the old ones. But nah, you don't need the. You don't need the ones if you got the old ones. Te- it's, te- it's tempting. I came out and I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. I got to bring my pair out. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Air Jordan seven Bordeaux. Nice. And today I wore the, wore the Kobe six All Stars. Nice. Dope. 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 Good lineup. Good nice lineup, man. Yep. Thank you. Craig, what about you? What have you been rocking and uh, any pickups in the last month or so? So pickups, all my money is now going to like my kids and my mortgage, man. <laughs> sounds, sounds about sounds about hey, right. Adulting, yeah. adulting. Sounds about right. right. <laughs> so like kids wise, like, man, I didn't realize how many sneakers they go through because they grow and like they have all these different sizes. And I find myself like picking up like the same sizes over and over and over again yeah, because I'm trying yeah. to get like the biggest size of like a certain uh, like mm-hmm. like toddler size or like little kids before they get to big kids. So I have like these surpluses, but I picked them up some Amamenier Jordan 5s. Oh, nice. nice. Got them some uh, Gratitude 11s. Nice. And for me, I've just been trying to like rewear my collection. So uh, in terms of wares, I'm a sucker for like those Christmas shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm really into like the Air Max 90 Nordic Christmas. Oh, I've been yeah, wearing- yeah. And then uh, just wearing the stuff like the classics, like my my Fear God Air Raids. Big into That's those. Nice. I'm a Manier. That's a nice pair. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Manier, which one? The threes. Jordan oh, threes. Yes, nice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my Panda Pigeon Dunks. As nice. Well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like those. The ones I still can't bring myself to wear some of my pairs. Like I, I even like... I, I go into my closet and I, I bring them out and I'm like, man, it's today the day that I'm going to wear this. Am I going to break <laughs> this one? I find myself like even like four or five times I've done that for the not for resale Jordan ones. Oh, oh wow. That's a nice pair too. That came out a little while ago too, man. That's yeah. a nice pair though. Damn. Yeah. It's like four or five times I've gone in and I've like been on the cusp of and like opening up the laces and stuff. And I'm like, nah, not today. I'll find <laughs> <laughs> but I want to wear my shoes, man. Of course, wearing, of course. Whether it's winter, whether it's oh, not. Oh, a word of advice, man. I, I like to give people because I wear everything. Like I, there's no time limit. And I used to be like, don't get me wrong. There's a point in time where you wait for that special time, and I just had pairs that just sat around. Just don't even think about it, man. Just yeah. do it. So see when you're pulling that shoe out, just go through with it. Like lace them up and just fucking put them on. That's what I say. Because if you if you have that like that little glimmer of like th- to think about it, you're gonna yeah. be like, nah, not today. And it's you true. put it back. It's just true. go through the motion. Go through now, the motion, man. <laughs> Craig, I wanna ask you, is the reason yeah. that you can't bring yourself to wear that pair because they're not laced? <laughs> so I, I don't have I don't have a pair like that, but I have yeah. the Air Jordan one low cements here that I love. And I haven't worn them yet because they're not laced. And every time that I go to wear them, I'm like, shit, I got to lace these. I'm going to pick something else. <laughs> it's my fault. I know I, I should take the time to lace them. But every time I go to wear them, I'm like, crap, I got to go. I don't have time to lace these. I'm going to pick something else. <laughs> that is that an acceptable reason to be late to meet friends, though? I think so. Yes, yeah. of course, of course, of course. I'd say that's an acceptable reason. Yours yeah. is a low, Trev. So, like, I, I, I know it's it's less it's less to do is for sure. I yeah. 
You know, and I know you want. I know. I know you love that pair too. When you got that pair, so when you get a free moment in this in this episode, I expect to see you lacing that pair up so you can rock it. Good idea. Point. I'm gonna yeah. do that now. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Craig. Keep going. See? Yeah. Uh, that's about it, man. It's um, yeah. I, I'm gonna wear more of my my collection. I just gotta break them all out. Yeah. What what size are your kids now? Anyways, like what? Milo um is my older guy. He's five years old, and he is size twelve now. See, and and uh, Knox is my younger guy. He's four, and he is a size nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That that's yeah. the time where it's hard because, like you said, their foot they get that. I would say between from yeah, like when they start walking to about like one two. Yeah, I it just it grows just rapidly. Once yeah. you hit like three, four ish, it tends to slow down a bit. So there's light at the end of the tunnel. My youngest boy, he's nine. Yeah, he's about a three and a half, four. Why? Okay. But he's kind of been there for the last year, like yeah. year and a half. So that's long, <laughs> like for me when compared to when you're buying, like you know, when he was going through the growth spurts, like I was buying so many fucking pairs because his foot was just his foot was just growing, man, and. He's at the point now where he's just running through the shoes because yeah. soccer, bro. I sent him to school with a pair. Like he came back, there's a hole in the bottom. I'm like, how? <laughs> like you wore these twice, but he's outside playing soccer in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what am I gonna do, man? I'm not dropping, you know, sixty bucks for you to just run them into the ground and chew three wears. wears. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, right? So I'm looking at some alternatives. But yeah, I think once, like once they hit, like I'm gonna say, like after one. Yeah. Like one why it'll start to kind of slow down a little bit it won't be as drastic so cool you know and then i have some sneakers that i'm like saving to wear with them because i got matching sneakers oh, nice. yeah got like yeah. uh dornbecker sevens that uh got matching pairs and so That's i have a nice a pair oh you have toddler ones too oh yeah. three and a half white. okay 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 yeah, the kids ones, yes yeah and then i got a pair for myself and like i kind of been saving those and but I, I don't know, man. I feel sorry for my younger guy because he always gets the hand-me-downs, you know? <laughs> there's, not, there's nothing wrong no, there's with nothing that, wrong that. There's you nothing wrong with like, that, man. Like my brother Carl, like he's got yeah. uh, two younger ones now too, right? Like I always send them uh, Kingston's old shoes too and I clean them up and everything too. So, I mean, I don't send them pairs with holes in them or anything, right? But, you know, they're worn and I don't have any issues uh, giving Rebecca and, and Jonathan older pairs because there's still life in them, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, True. Yeah. And yep. then it's, it also sucks to like have to buy another brand new pair for Knox, right? When you know yeah. that there's still life in another pair. And and at that age, he's not going to know the difference, right? Or at least you, I would think. <laughs> we, can get, we can get into your kids a little bit later, though, for sure. Maybe they do, <laughs> maybe they do notice. I don't know. But I do appreciate it, though. One of my good friends, Toby, um, he has a son named Archer. And then Archer had these really cool pair of uh, Travis Scott Air Force Ones and um, mm-hmm. added those to Milo. And then he wore them like crazy, wore them down. And then now Knox is wearing them as well. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got to get as much wears as you can, man. And it's the Air Force. You can like, be, it's going to take a lot to beat them things out. So yeah, that's good. That thick midsole is is a go-to. So yeah, that's going to be for Kingston too, because that'll be able to withstand the soccer, the soccer outside. Anything with a thick midsole, man. So like your Air Force One, a pair of Vans, where they have like just a really thick midsole, like you can just kind of go to town. So those are the pairs I got to kind of stick with him. If I give him like a runner, oh, that's done. You and, know the toe where like the rubber, the little yeah, piece of rubber. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fitted. That thing's talking. That's talking <laughs> after like two days. So I don't even I don't even bother, man. Like buying those, it's like pointless. Trust me, as someone who worked at Foot Locker and would sell kid shoes, like I can't tell you how many kids would come in with holes and like free runs and whatever, like 
um, Nike runners that their parents bought them, right? Because again, they wore them outside and it was like, they put a hole right through them, right? Like you can't give a kid a road trip. I'm sorry. Like oh, you, yeah. you need to be at least... 60 actually no you need to be at least 21 before you can buy a roast run it should be the same facts. as liquor yeah facts. <laughs> facts. if you're old enough to buy booze you're old enough to take care of a roast run yeah yeah because they're they're just gonna rifle through yeah, those things those knitted uppers are, are yeah. it's not it yeah. comfortable but dur- yeah. durability yeah, yeah right <laughs> good week good week yeah good, good week, week. Okay, we've got some fire too shit mm-hmm. all right rich <laughs> Your turn, and I'm um, hoping that you have a story for pickups. So for wares, didn't wear much, I think, between now and the last week. Just that, like I said, that vintage uh, Panda Dunk, that's my at-the-door pair. We got a little bit of snow, like Kev said, so I did bring out, uh, I told you, the Tims, man. The Tims are rough on the knees, so I was like, I'm not doing it. I ended up bringing out that New Balance uh, boot that I had purchased, that uh, beef and broccoli pair, sorry, a little while back. So rocked those over the weekend. The wife and I went out for a date night, long overdue. Captain Boyle ate like a king. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, man. <sighs> Amazing. I wore, I'm on the year fives for that. And I think that was it. Oh, the Terror Squad Air Force Ones. And sorry, and I wore Lost and Found Ones. <laughs> All these. Uh, got a couple wears in there. So, yeah, that's it for wears. Pickups. <laughs> a little, I won't start with the rank pair, but this pickup isn't for me. My second boy, Marquise, he turns 16 tomorrow. So, this is a pair he wanted. So, I grabbed it for him. Birthday's tomorrow, but I gave it to him today. I think it was more for me than him. <laughs> so just grabbed them those polar uh, blue. It's like it's like I say UNC. Then they call it polar blue. Is it? Yeah, no, I was gonna say UNC. Yeah, uh, yeah but UNC it's a fuck, it's a it's a fucking UNC dunk, man. But yeah, just a dunk low. Kids in the dunks, man. Like that's the shit that they're wearing. Um, I mean, just warm today, and like, how you got mud on your laces and. See what I mean? Like this, this crazy, and he's sixteen. Yeah, just, just yeah. yeah, yeah, just rich. Don't don't even think about how he got mud on. It's just gonna anger you. I'm just like, dude. Like, how did you get splatter mud splatter spots on your laces? <laughs> like, oh, whatever. So yeah, got him those, and then for myself, it's actually not. Even, it's a pickup per se, but not really one because it's my birthday is like two weeks, so it's actually it works out well because All Star Weekend they always drop some gems. So just by default, I always say to wife, like, what do you want for your birthday? Sneakers, even though she hates it. But for me, it works out well because I don't got to spend my money. So I got the long anticipated. Yeah, fours, man. So I got these. These, uh, You know what, man? They're nice. I definitely love the because similar to the the SB fours, the wings are rubber. The heel tab, that shit's rubber. The leather is, you know, leather. Pleather, leather, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Thicker tongue, too. The tongue is a lot thicker. Overall, like compared to the new buck pair, very comfortable. I will say that. As Trev, we we spoke about the new buck pair recently. It's just very stiff. This one, I feel like it has a bit more give. Fits really well. I was a fan of this shoe when I seen pictures. I know people were just like, oh, leather and it's not OG and this, that, and the third. And as we know, when the release date comes, then everybody comes out of their holes trying to get them. So, this is a shoe for me. I wanted since they kind of pictures were floating around and you know things like that. What really sold me on it is just the wearability, right? You know the new buck pair. It rains. We can't wear it. Fuck. After a couple wears, the dust is sticking to them. You know the new book starts to fade a bit. My opinion, they didn't do what that Durbuck. I don't like that Durbuck they used on that 2019 or 2018 Bread Four, similar to the 2016 Metallic Five. 
didn't like it at all. It was very like old looking, kind of dull. I just wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like it. The 2012 Redford loved it. That kind of like butter, dark, you know, like just dark butter, like whatever the fuck it was, suede, whatever. I like that one. So what really sold me on this was just how wearable it is. You know, I could wear this now if I want to. There you go, Trav. Hand fucking clap. <laughs> Hand clap after like two years. I don't know. I just exactly. I just laced my cement like. uh, Air Jordan one. So I better see a fu- I better see a gross- I better see a grocery store flex fucking picking them things, man. Um, no, no worries, man. No worries. That's a historical moment, Trev. We've been talking about that fucking shoe forever. They're trying to lace them up. But yeah, just the wearability, man. So for me, I was sold leather. Can't go wrong. I can wear them now. I can wear them when it rains. I can wear them when we get, you know, those days where it's cold. There's not much snow on the ground where people kind of stray away from the new bucks during those seasons. So that's what really sold me on it. It was just more or less a more wearable kind of classic. Now for the story. So (laughs) I go to, um, shout out to the midsole collector. Actually, he hit me up. He's like, yo, going to the mall. I didn't, I struck out on the Foot Locker the reservation or whatever. Salute yeah. to Mike, um, Captivated Soul. They hit, uh, Captivated Soul hit on fucking two. So man, kudos to you. I didn't hit. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the mall in the morning. Not really sweating it. Just at a point, like, look, if I get him, I get him. If I don't, whatever. Midsole Collector hit me up. I put in the chat group. He's like, look, I ain't got shit to do. So I'll go with you in the morning. I'm like, cool. You go to Champs. I'll go to um, JD Sports. Uh, so he got there, I think about like nine-ish. I got there maybe like 9.15. He's in line, pretty decent spot in line at Champs. I get to J, I get into the mall. I'm seeing dudes walking out with the JD Sports bag. So I'm like, oh shit, like these guys already opened up. So I go, with a, you know, now, now I'm speed walking. You know, when you see that, and I'm like, I came in regular walking. When I seen the one dude walk past me with the bag, I'm speed walking now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the old people in the mall and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. like that's me, bro. I'm doing like some long strides, right? Like, you know, so I get there and uh, there's two guys in front of me and salute to these guys too. This is like, this is the stuff I love to see. So like the one guy in front of me, he's like, you know, he says to me like, what size are you? I'm like, I'm 10. They're like, well, there's one 10 left. And then uh, another kid next to me, he's like, well, I'm not a 10, right? Where I'm kind of, th- you know how it goes. Dudes are like, fuck it. I'm grabbing whatever I can and go yeah. on. But the guy's like, oh, that's not my size. He's like, you're good. I get into the store. There's some guys at the, the register already. Of course, the one guy in front of me, size 10, please. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> it takes the last 10, right? Takes the last 10. So they're like, we only got nine and a half and down. At this time, Champs is not even open yet. So Mitzel, he's still in line. So I'm like, cool. I'm a, I, like, give me a nine and a half. I'm looking at the shoe. I'm like, you know, is it cool if I just hold on to this? I got a buddy over there. He's going to see if he can get me a 10. They're like, cool. They were great, man. Like, salute to the staff over there. Waited, waited. Champs opens. Champs is on some bullshit. I don't understand. Kev, Champs had 12 pairs. What? 12 pairs. Midsole Collector's like, yo, they opened up. They're like, yeah, we only got 12 pairs. And JD Sports had like a fucking shitload of pairs. I'm yeah. like, how? They didn't release the men's sizes online, is my understanding. They were just GS sizes. So he's like, yo, there's only like 12 pairs. So I like, feel like that, I feel like that happened with the threes when those were because I was the with threes. Yeah, I was with shit. Midsole Collector when uh, when the threes dropped. We were at the mall too, and the same thing happened. We were at Foot Locker, and I don't think we were able to get like they. Uh, no, it was JDs or whatever. It's the exact same story. They told us, "Oh, we don't have enough pairs." Whoever's like 
past this is not going to get anything. That's it. So and that was the same deal. We're like, okay, let's go check champs. And, and we go to champs and people are already walking away with bags and same thing. I think they only got like uh, maybe like one or two size runs. That was it. Nah, so they they got shit. some. Same shit. This back, backdoor special. Back they backdoor pairs 100%. Because there's no way JD Sports had that stock. And these guys, you're telling me you have 12 pairs. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, they only got 12. So he's like, no go. So I said, fuck it. I'll grab nine and a half. I'll try to you know, size up with someone. And I can wear a nine and a half too. If it was a nine, I wouldn't even touch it. I'd rather someone who can actually put it on and take it. But I could wear a nine and a half. It wouldn't be fun, a fun day. Um, but I could get away with, I could get away with a few hours in them. So anyhow, take the nine and a half and hit right to Kijiji. You know, of course, you just see pairs just coming in. I got this and this and this. And I'm I'm messaging dudes like, yo, nine and a half, swap for a 10, for your 10, for your 10, for your 10. You know, I'll throw like 20, 30 bucks on top. Oh, no, I ain't taking trades. And I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm like, you guys are selling them, though. Like, yeah. you're not even wearing, yeah. you're selling them. Like, you're selling them. I just can't wrap my head around them. You're selling them. So, like, what? So, I'm getting a little frustrated now. And, like, I'm just like, I, I don't understand it. But I get it. It's your pairs, whatever. Yeah. I just didn't understand the rationale. I just didn't get it. I even hit up some sneaker shops. Same thing. I'm like, yo, trade. Nope, we're not taking it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys got pairs. Like, what do you? What, what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah. Why can't you just swap aside? Yeah, I'm just, and I'm giving. I'm, I'll throw a little money on it. That's cool for the for the inconvenience. I'll throw a little cash on top just to do the size. Swap. You're gonna sell it anyways. Like, you're going to sell it. You ain't keeping. Yeah, they're it. gonna they're gonna sell it for the same price that they were gonna sell it anyways, and then make. 20, and now you make bucks. the and then you make the thirty bucks I'm giving you. So yeah. that four four thirty. It turns into 460, you know what I mean? And whatever it is. So I'm just like, you know, I'm this is me the whole morning, just kind of I'm message after message after message and nothing. I'm just like, man, you guys see my post. I posted on my story, just hey, anyone got a 10 and swap it out? Nothing. I said, you know what? So then yesterday I'm like, let me give it another go. And I'm just like kind of just tapped out this time. Like, yo, I'm might I might even just, just get these to my son for his birthday, or whatever, and just I'm over it or whatever. So I just yeah, I, yeah, I messaged this one guy. Mr. Saga, I'm like, look, nine and a half. I'm like, <laughs> same. I'm copying and pasting at this point. My message is like that I'm sending yeah. to everybody. And yo, sure enough, he gets me back. He's like, you know what? He's like, yo, I could do that. He's like, actually, I got two size tens, and I'm a oh. nine and a half. <laughs> like, oh, so I'm just God. like the sneaker gods. I'm just like, thank you. So I'm like yeah, grinning ear to ear, and I'm like, finally, success, man. So. Yeah, I drove out to Mississauga yesterday. He was in Mississauga too, which is great. You know, half hour drive. I um, mean, I actually got to kill two birds because I was supposed to meet up with the guy for my son's pair for his dunks. Mm, yeah. So I ended up grabbing the dunks, grabbed my pair, did the swap, and here we are, man. So oh. yeah, just a little, a little crazy. Just it was a little frustrating because people are selling these things, right? And, and for me, and I, I guess because you know sometimes you look at what you would do if I'm in a situation, I have pairs. A guy hits me up, yo. I got this size. Can I swap? You know, mm -hmm. I'll give you a couple bucks. My only requirement is like, yo, just make sure I got the receipt. We're good money. Yeah. I'll help you out. So it was just a little disheartening just to kind of see just that, that frenzy. In. And I get it. Guys want to make money and stuff like that. But you're selling the pairs. You're not wearing them. You're selling them. You got five pairs. You know, you know them size 10 times three, yeah. 10 point yeah. five yeah. times two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, come on, man. So it was just, it was a little frustrating. And, and just for the fact that just kind of the mentality, you know, and I, I guess because I don't think like that, I don't operate like that. It's hard to wrap my head around it, but I will, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't frustrated just for the simple fact that 
I'm not even actually do it for free. I said, look, I'll give you some money for your time and yeah. for you accommodating me just because I understand, you know, some people are not inclined to do that. So I said, you know what? I'll give you a few bucks just to make it worth your while. So a yeah. no, little, little frustrating, but salute to the guy. Super nice kid, man. But yeah, he's like, look, I got two size tens. I didn't expect to hit it. And he's like, I'm really a nine and a half. So he's like, this worked out perfect. So yeah, met him up, seamless, you know, got my pair. So I'll, I'm going to be wearing it tomorrow. So there you go, Craig. See, I don't even think about it, bro. I'm just straight to feet. You know, I put my little tape on, cover the Nike little symbol, and they on feet they go, man. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like my, my my long-winded story with with my journey with this. And you know, I like I said, it was it was a it was a frustrating process, um, just in terms of the size swapping. Where I think I went into it just thinking that it would be easy because just because how I think, I, I I didn't expect it to be what it was. So it was just, yeah, it was a little frustrating just to kind of see people like, nah, uh, do it at even shops. Like, and I'm just like, really? Yeah. You guys Wait, got all usually, this stuff. Usually when there's like one of these relatively hyped OG colorway, like, you know, lost and found ones, reimagined threes, the bread, the, the, these bread forward now. I feel like people just like want to hoard them to be like, mm-hmm. like yep. I'm sitting on my throne and you got to come to me and beg for me for the, you know even for a size swap and they just want to say no to whoever it is. Right. Like everyone wants to act like they are the king of the drop. Right. So they've yeah. got all the pairs. So anyways, yeah. I'm glad you were able to get your pair, you know, even though you went through a little bit of trouble, but yeah, persistence, yeah, persistence, yeah, man. Like just so persistent. Yeah, it was just worried about getting burned with some reps or something like that. I don't even know. The thing is like, it's the morning <laughs> of, so it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm telling I got my receipt. I got it from JD yeah. Sports. You can get, the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very thorough in terms of my communication because I know these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I got my pair this morning. I got the receipt. You can get all of that. Give you a little cash. Nope. And it's crazy, too, because the next day I noticed in a lot of guys posts, not trading for sizes, not size, uh, size swapping. swapping. They started they started putting in their listings. <laughs> so, you know, there was a lot of that going on because guys sure. were probably getting pairs just to have it to try to size, you know, get their size. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guys who are hoarding them and just like, fuck that. We're, we're not helping you out. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck you. We got your size. Pay me. It's pretty much what it was. Yeah. So, I just think it's bullshit. But, you know, chalk it up. That's, that's the game, right? So, yeah. Just a little like, it's like I said, it's unfortunate that, that people, are, but I agree, Kev. I think that's kind of the mentality. It's like, yeah, I got all these pairs and, you know, see all the pictures and yeah, you know, the times five, you know, 9.5 times five. And I'm just like, man, like, damn, you know, can I get one? Shit. <laughs> now, have, um, you put, have you put them on foot yet, Rich? I have. Yeah, yeah. And like, good. Oh, they're they're comfortable. Yeah. I will say very comfortable. More give to is leather. So you got a little bit more give than your new buck. But I think they did a really good job. The shape, the materials I like, and more padded, right? Like, like I said, the SP kind of cut that they did. So very comfortable. So, yeah, I'm probably going to wear them tomorrow. I got to run some errands. So I'm just going to throw them on and just take them for a spin. But yeah. happy with them, man. I just, like I said, I love the, wear- love the wearability. That's what is it for me. Like, it's just, I love that Black Cement 3 because they're leather. You know what I mean? So now to have a 4 like that, it's beautiful. Yeah. That was kind of my thing is that um, we talked about this last week when we had Polar on. I wore my bread fours and my, they were killing my feet. Like they were like, I, I didn't do anything. I went to a restaurant for dinner, was there for maybe, maybe three hours. Uh, I was meeting up with some friends I hadn't seen in a while. So I was there for maybe three hours sitting the whole time. My dogs were barking 
at the end of the night. <laughs> like they were brutal. And like, you know, we talked about the whole like you're slipping your foot out of the heel a little bit just to, you know, relieve the pressure on your toes. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why do I have this pair still? Like, why do I want this? And then I'm thinking and then like, you know, I'm hearing all the reviews on the breads or like the reimagines. And I'm like, you know, maybe I just swap these like I just get like the new reimagined one because it's just going to be more wearable for me and wear it in the winter. Yeah. It's going to actually fit my foot properly. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's that was kind of my thing with regretting or thinking I'm going to I've slept on it and regretting it. So, like you said, I, though, Kim, I think there'll, there'll be pairs around, but it's kind of one of those things where after I wore my actual bread, because I wanted to get a wear in them before <laughs> the, the new reimagined came out. And I'm like, I don't know that I can wear these anymore. Man. I'm like, this is awful. Trim <laughs> fucked himself, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, shit, maybe I have to get these shits now. Man. Damn, I, I wasn't planning on getting these, but shit. Yeah, okay. man. I would say, like, Trim, like, like I said, you can double back. There's so many out there. And you can still get good money for that that new book pair. Like that pair is still going for good money. Yeah. So that'll buy your pair. You'll still have some 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 pocket chains. That's that's so, what I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think it's the way to go. So nice. Good week. Nice. Great yeah. pickup of course. Congratulations on that. I know you're you're waiting on yeah, that. Yeah man. So. Yeah man. Reimagine collection I, I guess done. Yeah. With the yeah. except with the exception of the that patent leather bread pop. I've seen people post pictures of the reimagined series, and that pair is never included. And I'm like, it is one of the reimagined pairs as well, but yeah, that's true. It's kind of one that just goes under the radar. People don't even really acknowledge them. It's like that. Is the, is the two, child? I guess was the Chicago two considered <laughs> no. a reimagined? No, right? Okay. No, no. Yeah, just the so that Royal the threes, the fours, and then the Lost and Found. Lost and Founds, yeah, yeah, and then the Bastard Child, the the Patent Leather Brits. But, well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. For, for we are that, supposed to so. get a suede black cement three, I think, later this year. I'm hearing. And after all this shit I just talked about suede, I'm still going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he needs to complete the reimagined series now. <laughs> now he's now he's a completist. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I, I, you know how it goes, man. But honestly, like the reimagined series, I think it was good. I like it. Like I said, we we gotten the same retros for so long. So like, fuck, do something different. But I think that's why I'm like embracing it, like because it's just a twist on what we know. So I like, I like it. that. I like that the stock numbers are high. So and I love that's, that shit too. Yeah. Yeah, I, agree, I agree, Kev. The availability, the accessibility, yeah, is there, and I think that was that's what makes it even better. And I think that's why I like it because people who want them can actually get them. Yeah. So it's cool to see that. But enough of that. Sorry, Craig. Like, yeah, I know it's a little bit, bit long, man. But <laughs> yeah, it's all about you now. It's all about you. Let's let, let's get into Craig because I'm because I'm interested because everybody knows Craig as you know Chef Craig Wong. So we'll call him you know Chef Craig Wong, owner uh, of Patois June Plum, of course. Uh, if you guys haven't tried that out already, the famous patties that are everyone's talking about. But yeah, like. You're also a sneaker guy too. So, you know, I, I noticed the kicks that you rock. I know we talk kicks back and forth, but tell us a little bit about where your sneaker journey began because, you know, we also, like many people may not know, but, you know, Craig and I also grew up uh, in Scarborough together as well. He's, uh, you know, best friends with my younger brother. We grew up on the same street for that matter. But, you know, what are some of the brands, models, and colorways that kind of got you into sneakers when, you know, when you first started noticing them? So when I was a kid, man, like it was all like I hit size 14 when I was about 16 years old and like there was so little availability Yeah, and everything that I had to do was, was go to the States and I was just subjected to 
going to Buffalo or going to Niagara Falls and seeing what was available, you know, and being a kid, you know, like I would see everybody else wearing the cool shoes and here I was, you know, I, I had these Converse and I do like Aero Jams. <laughs> like Yo, the Aero Jams are dope though, man. I love those too. The, the Grandma Ma's? Come on. Those were, <laughs> those were my grails when I was young and uh, it was fun, like wearing sneakers that i really enjoyed but i i found it very difficult to source so what i ended up doing was uh going to sneaker shops and i'd be like do you guys have a size 14 i'd almost get laughed out of there you know and um it goes up to size 13 so i was basically wearing like size 13 and my toes were like curled and they were like <laughs> gnarled and yeah. i figured that uh between the time that i started to be able to buy on stock x when they started to open up like between then and when I was 16, it was about 20 years that my feet were bound. <laughs> so I was walking around with binded feet for like 20 years, man. And it, I was just always subjected to just what was left over, you know. So I would sure. get uh, a lot of like Air Force Ones. I'd get a lot of like the LeBrons that uh, mm-hmm. people weren't uh, into, you know. And it was it was very like technical sneakers, or it was like the the KDs that were were different colorways, you know. So. Making trips over there, it was just, uh, it was like a crapshoot. So um, StockX was was big for me, man. So the amount of pickups that I had when StockX came out, I kind of went nuts between 2016 and like 2019. And I must have picked up about 60, 70 pairs. I just went, uh, yeah, I just got all the stuff that I really, really wanted. So it was like a repression (laughs) since I was a kid. Um, But uh, in terms of like, kicks that i really really like was into um i had these dennis rodman like the the air worms the, the yeah, indestructible worms. Oh, yeah. those you're man, talking bro. richard language <laughs> the worms were the shit the worms yeah. were the shit yeah the shit <laughs> and I, I was big into um like fila as well too i, I really Same enjoyed here. grand hill twos like that was ah. <laughs> speaking my language, man. Yo, '96. I never forget them Grand Hill twos. I had the navy pair. Loved yeah. them, balled them, and fucked them up, but loved them. <laughs> and then, like, um, I, I remember all these old brands, man. Like, I, I was, I got BKs, like British, British Knights. Knights. Oh yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> but I was, I was mainly into Nike. You know, I would say ninety percent of my ninety plus percent of my collection right now is Nike. I sprinkle in a little bit of New Balance here mm-hmm. and there. A bit of I got a couple of Reebok, got a couple of Adidas, but overall, it's it's almost all Nike. And then like the work wise, like it's I wear Blundstones at work. It's, okay, yeah, it's pretty comfortable. And I was I was listening to uh, to Chef Creasel. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about work shoes. <laughs> I can pass to that man. Shout out, Chef. Yeah, the clogs. Yeah, and and what I loved about clogs is that. When your ankles and when your like calves get tired, you can lift up your feet out of your shoes. You get that blood circulation all the way back, and okay. um, so I can te- I can attest to that. You know, like just being able to take off your sneakers and take off your shoes like really quick. That was that was always a good one. But uh, I never got into the steel toes or safety shoes either. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like the the steel toes would be a lot heavier, maybe a little bit more bulkier, that sort of thing too. But yeah, like Chef was mentioning, you know, in terms of just, you know, safety wise, you can kind of like take the shoes off or something or whatever. If if like sauce drips down your leg or something that I never thought about that. But I mean, you're saying that, uh, yeah, like, you know, you wear blundstones or clogs and things like that too. So 
the amount of pranks that we would play on each other and just like throw shit into each other's pockets. <laughs> when we're not looking, my favorite thing was to take a little cube of butter and you throw that into the next guy's pocket. And as he's working service, getting hot and he's like yeah. cooking on the line, that thing just like drips down his <laughs> leg <laughs> and then he reaches in hand into pocket <laughs> and comes out with a, a fistful of butter. Oh man. It's kitchen shenanigans, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But, but but speaking also like about you know growing up because you know like I said you know Craig and I grew up the same street, went to the same elementary school, same high school. You know, like what was it like for you growing up in terms of sneakers? Because I, I know what it was like for me and my brother when we were looking for sneakers and things like that. Like you talked a little bit about going to Buffalo, but you know, like, were you, were you also going to like the collegiate sports, you know, the athletes world and things like that? Like, were you frequenting those places and things like that too? Yeah. The availability there was just so much wider and like sport check when, when sport Sport check check, was starting up, they always had the big sizes, but I don't even know how, how they like deliberately went and got these ugly sneakers, man. (laughs) (laughs) They had to go and deliberately source these ugly ass sneakers and I'm, I'm just like who's who's buying this yeah yeah right so it was like the determining whether i'm gonna go for comfort or if i'm gonna go for something that i actually wear you know and right then i found air force ones you know size 13 i can kind of get away with those and that tended to be uh you know more the the direction that i would take it yeah and like i know you spoke about like stock x and just being able to buy sneakers because you know like sizes 14 to like 17 18 or those are like considered like athlete sizes you know what i mean like um, guys that play basketball sports things like that big footers like you you know it's it's definitely changed the game and the culture but you know having the availability like how has it changed for you in terms of just having the pairs that are also uh, sought after as well being available in those bigger sizes too it's a game changer man it's a game changer and I usually find it's polarizing. So it's either super, super expensive and unattainable, or you can find some really cheap pairs because they're just not as sought after. So I ended up like putting in a lot of like low bids Sure. Um, and like you just see if it hits, you know. And, yeah. Um, you wake I up next morning, that... you got you got all these emails. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually find that it's one or the other. It's it's rarely um, in line with the traditional pricing. So you can score some some steals, but you, it, for the majority of them, size 14 tends to be um, a size that is priced much higher. Yeah. It's kind of like size four. It's like like size right. four, five. There's like a, a huge premium on those really small sizes. Mm-hmm. And then on like 14s, 15s. And it's because every sneaker drop that I go to, it's always one or two pairs that they'll have. That's it. Oh, mm-hmm. of size 14, right. Yeah. 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 yeah if man. that if that if even, that man. if that they'll never have more than like one or two of, of any kind of sneaker yeah so i mean like i mean it's great that you know it has changed where you know it's a little bit more inclusive for uh people with big feet but yeah i mean like you said just the availability is just not there right because there aren't as many people so they're making more of size 10 to 11 let's say for example or 9 to 11 because of the more common sizes 
Yeah. So once you get to your size, I guess it's a little over tough. But you know, I'm glad to hear that you know you're able to add you know 60 plus pairs during that time when you kind of went nuts uh, on StockX. But what is in your current collection? Because I know you mentioned Nike, you mentioned you know some of your Amamanier pairs and things like that. But you know, and you did talk about you know just a little bit of your brand variety. But what are some of your favorite pairs that you have in your collection? Or you know, was there a pair that you were super proud to add to your collection? Well, I'm a bit different. Like, I think there's a, a lot of chefs that they wear their work shoes. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I've just sworn off, like, the majority of times that I'm wearing work shoes. I was spending so much time in the restaurant when I was there for, like, the first five years that I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to wear my sneakers. They're going to get... Well, <laughs> oh, you wear them to work now. Hell yeah, man. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so... um you know, I have uh, several beaters that uh, I just keep going back to. And I, I always go with like the, the leather ones as well, too, for that durability. Black cement threes, mm-hmm. uh, those have become one of my beaters. Bread ones nice. as well, too. And uh, most recently, like the Union Off Noir Jordan Force. Oh, yes. I've seen my... you rock those a few times. Yeah. 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 Those are kind of become my go to's. But I really do like the reimagined white cements, the, the Jordan threes. But I got to be a bit careful with those. And then I'm big into like the food themed ones as well, too, man. I'm, I'm a sucker for those ones. Like, yeah. like the street hawkers. Yes, uh, the dunks, the Nike dunks. Yeah, SB dunks, <laughs> street hawkers. And then um, I got the Jordan 1 chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. As well. Nice. Like those. And any kind of like food themed like sneakers, like I, I tend to, to really enjoy those. But I have found that over the years, my tastes have changed as well, too. So kind of like my cooking, and I kind of compared the two. When I first started collecting, and especially like in 2017, when I started like buying a lot of uh, sneakers, you know, I was getting all the stuff that I I seen and admired. And I found that I was I was gravitating towards some like kind of crazy shit and like some what does and Mm -hmm. it's like out there outlandish and. I find that, yeah, yeah, very, very loud. And I found that over time, my tastes have become a bit more classic. Mm -hmm. Um, They've they've become a little bit more refined. And it's the same thing with cooking. I find that, especially in the beginning of my career, you know, you're there to be loud. You're there to be somebody that's brash and you're not worried about, like, offending some people and doing things because you're just going to go... And there's a certain amount of brashness that I think people really enjoy about being a young chef. And Mm -hmm. I think somebody coming up is finding their way. And uh, it's the same thing with with sneakers. And and I was doing that, you know, just in 2017. It's not that long ago. But uh, I do crave a little bit more of that refinement, that finesse. And I'm into things more like cause Jordan Force. <laughs> like, yep. love those, man. I would love to get my my hands on a pair of those. Size 14. Um, Which one, the black or the gray? I like the gray, man. <laughs> now you're talking my the gray is far su- The gray is far superior. Yeah. The gray is far superior, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Beautiful um, shoe. But still, with like the right history or the right story, I'll, I'll still cop like the eBay dunks. You know, I pick mm. those up. Or like uh, acronym Prestos, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll, they'll go into those. Nice. So with, I'm a, I crave that storytelling as well too. I pride myself on being a bit of a storyteller myself, but I love the ideas behind the design. And as much as I like the comfort, I have enough comfortable shoes. It's it's about the cause, like the the collection, the buying of the whole reason of why. Mm-hmm. So I, I think now in in my sneaker collection is growing much less quickly 
And I'm, I'm searching for like, I'm pinpointing like which ones I'm really, really into. And especially because I, I started to find out about like the wear and tear of the sneakers and how they'll actually rot. Like I'm, I'm guessing that in like 10, 15 years, you know, like all of these ones are going to be gone, you know, and, and it's a bit of a shame. So. Oh, for sure. And, and, you Yeah. know, I, I can, I can definitely like, as, as like an older person myself too, like, you know, we're, we're, we're in the same era, Rich also older uh, sneaker enthusiast too. Like when you get to your older years, you kind of like have to pick and you, not, not that you, that you have to, but you sort of find that you're picking and choosing more quality over quantity, that sort of thing. Like when you first started and you're like, oh, I can get all the stuff that I could get before you're kind of just buying everything. Right. But then now it's like, I don't need all these different sneakers that I may or may not wear and your taste change, things like that. So, you know, you're kind of, you're going back and like you said, you're, it's more refined. Your taste is more refined. So you're looking to the sneakers that either fit your style profile, you know, have a story to tell and then just sort of like fit, you know, more of your taste that's now, as opposed to when you're first starting out, because everyone has that story where like, you look at your parents, like, what the fuck was I thinking when I bought these? You know what I mean? And you're just like, you, you bought them because you liked them at the time, but then now you're just kind of like, uh, you know, it's, that doesn't really suit me anymore. So now you kind of take the time to sort of like think about how often will I wear this? Does it suit my style? That sort of thing too. So that's dope to hear, but And don't get me wrong, I still love rocking that loud stuff, you know? I, I still have, like, the KFC Crocs, Oh, the ones, yes, I remember when you <laughs> got those. the fried Yeah. chicken gibbets. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I when grew you got up those. a lot. I was rocking Romero's, like, before they were hyped, man. For the longest time, they were my gym shoes. Like, I'm talking about the ones that are, like, a cold wall, the, Yes, the collab right. for the Romero's, the ones with the chunk on the heels. Yes, So I was I was yeah, rocking yeah. those for, for my gym shoes for, like, the longest time, and they're... The most comfortable sneaker as well, too. So I like those a lot. I wear a lot of Jordan 11s, Concords, Space Jams, and um, Jordan 5s as well, too. I got the Fire Reds, and I even got the Fire Red uh, golf shoes as well, Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now you're talking Trev's language. <laughs> the culture. <laughs> Oh, I like yes. those, man. I even Yeah. got um, uh, like Jordan 1 uh, Chicago football cleats. As well, too, because I was like, I know my sons are going to be playing baseball. And Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I can get this at a good steal now. I'm like, just sit on it, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It'll come. Uh, yeah, I like the way you that you think. And and with all the sneakers that you do have now, like, is there anything that's on your like eBay watch list, your StockX low bids or whatever, like that you're on the hunt for, like something that you've always been eyeing that you're like one day? I mean, aside from maybe the cause fours, I know you're talking about the cause fours. Yeah. Is there like a super grail for you? I feel I feel a connection to foam posits, man. I might be one of the few fucking Talking <laughs> I adore. rich is like <laughs> same here, same here. Yeah, you're, you're we hear you. I adore the foams, and people got so much hate for them. But for the longest time, I wore them in the kitchen, especially because it had that durability. You know, it's just like one of those wipe down shoes. You know, so I had they were like the white Yeezy ones. They were looking like I Yes, don't know, I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. yeah. ones. They did Yeah, a white like the and black platinum, ones. the platinum Yeah, ones. the platinum. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they did a I platinum like it. Those looking pretty. one. I would love to get my hands on like some Paranormans. Do they exist in a size 14? They I don't must. even know, man. I don't even know. I would love to get those. I love the story of the Sharpies as well, Yes. too. And like Sharpie everyone loves system. them, you know. But I Galaxy do feel like Galaxy, the composites yeah. are due for a, for a resurgence, man. And I think when people start moving away from some of like the the classics and moving into some of these like other sneakers like the the newer ones and stuff i i think that those can come back but they're gonna come back man yeah they're, i'm the price I'm, I'm, the, the price the price yeah all right here's the thing with that too yeah 
people can't be crying about the price when they paying resale for all this other shit. I don't want to hear nothing about the price. Nothing about the price. If you go shell out a thousand dollars, that three fifty, that's light work. But it's almost like backwards thinking sometimes when I heard yeah. I heard people say that because prime example that Jordan seventeen that's coming out this year. All I keep hearing is like, man, retails retails from three hundred. I'm looking at you guys. You guys dumb. Like three hundred, <laughs> but you don't even bat an eye to go pay five. You know, for this pair that you want, so it's like it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like three hundred dollar retail. You guys are crying over that. People are dropping like one k, yeah. like, like on a shoe. Think about all the the <laughs> crap that is going for stupid money, right? We talked about the bread fours from 2018 or 2019, whatever the year like was. Six hundred, right? six seven hundred. That is a terrible quality <laughs> shoe, and the fit terrible. is garbage. Like you know, terrible. Yeah. So it just yeah, and, and I agree though. I think people just have a hard time. Retail wise, it, it, it I still don't understand it, but they just have a hard time when it's a high price retail price tag on a shoe, and I think that's what's kind of like you said. I think that's why the phone posits ha- kind of haven't really you know hit that mark yet because people just can't wrap their head around the price point of it. But they're coming back, man. They're coming yeah. back. So salute to you. You appreciate you. You was outside. You was outside <laughs> when the phones was doing their thing, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, Craig's talking everyone's language here, so he's got good taste in, in everything. So, yes, sir. Uh, well, I, I hope I hope that you can find uh, you know the, those pair of Normans in a size fourteen, man, because that <laughs> like that alone, like that that pair with the sealed box and all the messaging that's on it too, just the design that's on the actual phone posit too, with that green whatever um smoke whatever that look is. That, that pair is beautiful. That oh, pair is beautiful. Crazy pair, crazy pair. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, love that they're like nearly indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know these guys talk about it all the time. Like they, they're like winter boots for them too. They're like you know just an everything kind of sneaker, and and surprisingly, like they talk about that it's comfortable. So yeah, you wear them enough, they will they will be comfortable. Um, I have a, a royal, the royal foam from 07. and like I could just put them on and just wear them like nothing. Still looks good. Like you said, they're tanks. Yeah. So great shoe. And I like I'll talk about my first experience wearing foams too, right? Warm to Buffalo, right? And the states don't get shoveled the same way that Canada does when it comes <laughs> to snow, right? So, so we going down and wore the shoes for the day. We're sitting in the car, and I'm like, oh, these are kind of tight. Like I don't know, I'm like oh, this is this is not good. I'm just sitting down. We got to Buffalo, did some shopping. After like an hour, they form right to your foot. Like the foam just like forms right to your foot. It really gets soft and it really like forms well to your foot. They are super, super comfortable. Yeah, it's surprising for a sneaker that like looks like it wouldn't be because it's like almost this armored shell kind of looking shoe, right? Yeah. So you just feel like it, it looks like it's uncomfortable. But like you said, it, it Te- technology, yeah. yeah, the technology, it works. So when you're buying these sneakers and Craig, are you buying more so like now for comfort or are you buying for nostalgia like you know is there is there sort of like a, a thought process when you purchase sneakers or is it just more for like style i got enough sneakers and i i got enough for like a lifetime and i've kind of come <laughs> no. <laughs> so like now i'm buying for the story now i'm really collecting and okay, I, I, collect, might, yeah. I might pick up maybe three or four pairs a year now versus you know uh you know 20 or 30 like i, I was doing for a little while yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, and I feel it's like, more like because I got burned on a couple of them too, man. Like, I that happens. Couple, like yeah. when Jordan Two started to have that resurgence, 
I, I picked up uh, the J Balvin ones, the ones with the mm. light, oh, the light on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I picked that one up. It's still in the box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to wear it. I don't want to wear yeah. it. I don't know. It's it's some kind of novelty about that thing, that light, and and, and it got and me in that moment. Yeah, and I instantly regretted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like you said, as you get older, you kind of be, become a little bit more selective. So, at the time when you see it cool sneaker i thought it was a dope colorway the light of course with the novelty of light that sort of thing also a high retail price sneaker too i think it was like Mm -hmm. 400 canadian or something just retail but yeah and i mean at the at the time and and you know what there's people that love that sneaker like don't get me wrong but like you're saying like maybe it wasn't for you or yeah uh, one of your favorite pairs but the things that i'll buy now um the thing that i really enjoy is like uh picked up the sashiko orwood the light brown one Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it has like all those little designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I love those little details. Like, that I'll pick up now. Much more muted, a little bit more wearable, but still has the little precision and the details. And that's more my style now, as opposed yeah. to something that's like bigger and more showy. Yeah, right. I hear that. So, we also talked a little bit about your kids' sneakers and kind of hinted at do they actually care about sneakers? So, like, uh, your son Milo is your oldest, uh, your youngest is Knox. So, do they show an interest? Like, do they see your collection? Like, hey, daddy, I want some pairs too. Or like, you know, do they see pairs and like, oh, I would love to rock something like that. Or, you know, see you rocking pairs and want to get the same ones that you have. Like, do they have that sort of interest? Definitely. Yeah. And they have a sense of joy when I come home with a pair of sneakers for them. And I hear them more talking to other people about how my daddy loves me. He's buying these sneakers and they equate that with love. And I'm like, oh, that's totally the wrong thing. I'm not trying to preach that, man. But let them do it for now. And and I, I still want to teach them like the value of a dollar, but uh, I think they're getting close to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice that they show interest because, you know, we, we joke around all the time. Like I know Kingston's got a crazy collection. He's got a bunch of sneakers too, and he could care less. You know what I mean? Like his favorite color is green. If the sneakers are green, he doesn't care what they are. I mean, when he was into dinosaurs, if it was a dinosaur sneaker, he, he liked those, you know, now it's just sort of like whatever is comfortable for him, uh, you know, he, he prefers. And then Rich, uh, you know, of course, Rich, same thing too. Like we talked about uh, Rich's kids, you know, they beat the shit out of sneakers. You know, his daughter likes, you know, frozen sneakers or whatever it is, right? Like, so they could care less. But I kind of like that your sons show interest in that because you kind of have like a, a, a bond almost in a sense, right? Because yeah. they show interest in your sneakers. They like it when you buy them sneakers. Of course, you don't want to spoil them and think that, you know, the sneakers kind of come out of nowhere. But, you know, I, I like that they kind of show that interest and have preferences and things like that too. Absolutely. Which is nice. And I try to stay away from the, the light up ones. I don't know, man. It's something <laughs> yeah. about it. It's just <laughs> as long as I can keep them away from that, like I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause when they run around like when they run around like crazy, it's like they almost give you seizures, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a funny thing is um I actually took them to Walmart and we went and we picked up some of the Shack shoes. And oh, it yeah, was, okay. Uh, specifically because I wanted to do like an art project with them. So I was like, I find the cheapest all white shoe. It happens to be the Shack shoes. Yeah. And yeah. we just like painted them all and we painted the whole thing. And that was a really fun experience for oh, the kids. That's kid. a great idea. That's like that's actually really dope. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> man, I might have to go and do that. Yeah. Like, that's actually really that's it, it's funny enough. I was in Walmart today because once again, like I said, Kings are like holding the bottom of the shoe. So I'm like, let me see what Walmart has. It's been years since I've kind of seen what they have in terms of kid options but they actually and they have n1 shoes 
yes. re- pretty decent, thick midsole. So I'm probably gonna grab him for school. Like that'll be like his school pair. If he fucks him up, I can live with twenty dollars. You know, yes. they're like twenty five bucks. But I love that idea of the Shaq pair, the all white, having them customize it. Just like they look, my kids love painting too. So I think that would be a cool project, man. So thanks for that. Yeah, that is, I never even like thought of something like that. What I did was I taped off the whole like midsole. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had them just like do acrylic paint all over, and then I sealed it with like this. Uh, like a spray, like clear lacquer spray afterward, and like their last name, you know. And and the, I, the kids are not even wearing them outside right now, but I can tell that it's it's going to be like a durable hold. But the the designs that they did, I don't know if it was because I was inspired by Dornbecker and like the whole story behind the children's hospital and stuff. But I had the idea that I'm just going to let them do it. I'm not going to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Let them put it together themselves. And they shocked me. They shocked me about how creative they are. And I think about Neil deGrasse Tyson put it the best way. Every child is born a, a natural scientist. And it's our job to nurture that, you know. And, nurture and it, man. I want to do all sorts of projects with them. And I want learning to be fun. I find that like a lot of these schools, like they just kind of like regiment a lot of things. And I understand why, because like, it, it needs to be like a certain standard and stuff. But I feel like my job is to just preserve that curiosity in them and to, to keep that as long as possible and make learning really fun. So that's like a lifelong thing. I, love I think that. That's a great I, idea. I think that's really cool, man. Like yeah. just that whole concept. And I, I love what you said just in terms of nurturing kids being kids. Because that's my whole thing too. Like my yeah. kids, I'm like free range. Like do what you want. But they're painting, they're doing their stuff. And you get the best results when they mm-hmm. do that. And I think for us as adults, you know, as we go through life, we lose that. Right. I think that's why I love that would sound weird for me. Say I love children, but my kids, like in the sense of no, just like in terms of their thinking, because they think so much out of the box, like things I there's sometimes they'll say things to me and I'm like, man, like I never even thought of that. But I think that's just because they're still children and their imagination is still so, so big where when you get older, you know, we start to lose a little bit of that kind of creativity. So I always look at them to kind of tap into that just to kind of see what's going on. So I think that's like a really cool thing. I never thought of something like that, man. So that's actually pretty neat. So you spend the first two years of, of the kid's life teaching them how to talk and how to stand up. And then we spend the next 10 years telling them to shut up and sit down. <laughs> yes. And that's super, that is super facts. Super facts. Super facts, man. It's super facts. You hit the nail on the head. I just remember when Kingston was like not talking. I'm like, when are you going to say something? When are you going to start talking? When are you have a conversation? And then when he started talking, I'm like, yo, this kid won't shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, like he man. just talks all the time. It's like... It's great that you involve your kids and things like that. And, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to find Kingston the pairs of shoes that maybe he would like. But I think this is a great idea. Like, just create your own, right? So, yeah, yeah definitely That's a project. Dope. But what does your wife say about your collection? Like, I know, I'm sure when you went through your 2017 to, to or whatever, 2016 to 2019 phase of buying 20, 30 pairs a year, she might have <laughs> something to say. Is she supportive of your of your collection? Does she like the fact that you're into sneakers? Here's the way I justify it. It doesn't even matter if I'm buying 60 pairs of sneakers. 
yeah. the value of like one designer purse that like women have uh, yes. <laughs> like trumps like 10 15 20 pairs of like yeah, my yeah. pickups yeah. so if they got a few like high-end bags and stuff that's equal it's so it's a you- way differently yeah yeah so what you're saying is that in in order for you to purchase sneakers freely you got to make sure that she's got herself a designer bag at some point in that mix too yeah man it's a cost cost of doing business right yeah Yeah. ivy's really cool you know she she accepts it and she understands it and especially because like i was deprived for so long and to be able to to get what i actually wanted her criteria was as long as it doesn't interfere with her closet space. Yeah. That was, <laughs> um, heard that one. Yeah, I heard that one before. <laughs> I've tried to, to like get her to to come on board with Nike sneakers and stuff, but she's just not having it. You know, she no. just doesn't like the the design shape, and she's more into like Adidas, New Balance. I, I did show her the uh, Melody Asani Jordan ones. Oh yeah, she's big ones. into those the ones with like the little watch, the watch stuff, on, yeah, little jewelry. But I didn't realize, man, it's so expensive. Those are expensive. Mm-hmm. And up so quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, she always likes bags. So as long as she's getting her bag, then you can get. She's you know, good. She's, she's good. <laughs> but one thing that I love about you, of course, the, you know, the food aspect, right? Like, you know, we yeah. talk about food all the time. We, I talk about patois all the time. I talk about just like, you know, just you in general being a chef. But tell us a little bit about your career as a chef and a restaurateur. Like, what was that journey like? For you to become a chef because i know you're close friends with my brother so when he told me that you were gonna start training to be a chef i was like wow good for him but then i don't think a lot of people know what goes on to become a chef like what goes on behind the scenes there's no clear path to becoming a chef it's not like it's a setup journey in the way that you know becoming a doctor is where it's it's very regimented like you you have to follow a certain path and go through certain kind of schooling Whereas being a chef, if you do culinary school, you really learn like the basics and you learn safety there. They're very good at teaching that. But every journey for a chef is different. So you knew me when I was a kid. I was I was definitely not a very well-behaved kid. I was <laughs> we, were all, yeah, we were all dickheads, man. Let's, let's be serious. <laughs> we were all troublemakers. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah. When somebody tells me like not to do something, you better be guarantee like I'm I'm gonna go and do exactly that and then yeah. even more, you know. And I was craving guidance, I was craving feedback, I was craving some leadership. And I think that's where I really found it in the kitchen, where I found and identified people that I could admire Mm -hmm. and that had a skill that I really wanted to learn. And it's such an innate thing, like cooking and eating, they go hand in hand. I didn't become a chef because I wanted to be a a restaurateur. I became a chef because I love to eat and I found a skill that can bring other people gratification. I can make other people happy we can be happy as a group together. And it's just such a basic desire, you know? And when I found cooking, what I really love about cooking too, is that there's never going to be a a chance for me to perfect everything because there's so many different like styles of cuisine. There's so many different uh, ways to cook and everyone does things a little bit differently. It's that constant search. And I guess it's that constant pursuit that really promotes my interests as well too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing because like we talk about just, you know, your restaurant, your food, your style, you know, just the inspiration that you have for a lot of other younger chefs too that talk about you. You know, we see you on TV now. We see you talk about things, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, doing the, like showcases and, and uh, doing pop-ups and things like that. So like, when did you decide you want to open up like your own restaurant and what was your early visions for, for Patois? I was decent at cooking other people's food, but Mm -hmm. being that storyteller, you know, I I knew that I had interesting background being like Caribbean and Asian descent. And that's a new thing. Like most of the time when I went to go and live in France for three years, I trained with a lot of Michelin starred like chefs and restaurants. And when they would ask me what my background was, and I'm telling them that I'm Canadian, you know, like, first of all, they're like, no, you're not, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. obviously, <laughs> like, you, you look Asian. And then, and then I say, no, but my parents are from Jamaica and they've been there for three generations. We go back like a hundred years and they're like, no, hell no. Like you're lying to me. And then I'm like, yeah, but the roots are Chinese, you know, and here I am in France and I'm, I'm cooking like French cuisine at, at the highest level, the most competitive people in the world. So I knew that that was something that was unique. And I was like, I'd be depriving people if I just started cooking like the, the same traditional food that, that I'd been doing my entire career. And at the same time, I want to be listening to reggae. I don't want to be just like doing this bougie cuisine for people that I don't really associate with. Like I grew up in Scarborough, man. And yeah. Like <laughs> we grew up hood. Like, yeah, we grew up Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that part of me. And, and I want my kids to, to be able to associate with that as well, too. So I felt like it was being true to me. And it felt like the, the right decision to make. And when I think back, it's really like I was doubting myself because I was doing one type of cuisine professionally. Like here I am, like cooking at like very fine dining cuisine. But then at home, I'm exploring like my Jamaican roots and I'm eating at Chinese restaurants and I'm learning about Indian cuisine and the what makes Korean like pickles so delicious. So I was like living a lie, you know, and I read this quote that doubt is man's greatest weakness. And that's what I felt in myself. So I actually became very confident in my skills and I decided that Patois was going to be a culmination of everything that I was doing, the techniques and the lessons that I'd learned in these professional kitchens, but at the same time, bridging that with food that I could identify with, music and sneakers and culture that I could really get behind as well too. So it's really when we started to put those together and follow those ideas and letting go of what everyone else is saying, because even the people that were closest to family members when I told them what my plan was, they said, no, 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 don't do that. You, you got to, people don't go to Jamaican Chinese restaurants. They either go to Jamaican restaurants or they either go to Chinese restaurants. Right. Like you can't do something like that. And I said, that may seem like what you would do. And it gave me a bit of a, it made things a little bit rough for me in the beginning. And, and I had something to prove. And I feel like that was a lot of my childhood. You know, a lot of my childhood was proving other people wrong. And now looking back, I guess that was a lot of fuel and that was an easy way to fuel it. But I don't hold grudges towards that. And I've disseminated like what my true thoughts are. And it's that if they saw what I saw, then they would be doing what I'm doing. And so I can't be upset with other people that don't see my vision. It's because 
they are different types of people, you know, and that's why I have to, as an entrepreneur, really follow all the ideas that I have, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you live and die by the sword. But I find that anybody that has these entrepreneurial ideas, like you owe it to yourself to pursue them, because looking back, you're not going to regret the decisions that you made nearly as much as the decisions that you didn't follow through with. Very well said. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, like you said, I think you either go to Jamaican restaurant, you go to Chinese restaurant, Jamaican Chinese, like, I don't think a lot of people even know what that cuisine would even be, right. But you've kind of created this whole, you know, food scene within your your restaurant where, you know, people talk about your food, you know, it's something that's different, something unique. But for those that haven't experienced Patois before, like, describe what that cuisine is. I'm building a community where I work. That's what it is, simply, you know, and I'm finding a home for outliers that don't feel comfortable in their own skin or the people that have been told, no, don't do this, don't do that. I'm still that rebellious kid that I was when I was seven years old, but I'm just a little bit smarter and a little bit more experienced. And I still play on that all the time. I still like doing these naughty things that I find humorous and that I can bring other people joy as well too, you know, and I feel a lot older, but I still think like a young kid and I still find humor in the same things as well too. And I feel like I haven't lost that childish sense of wonder. And I think uh, a lot of people have had that taken from them. And I think it's the saddest thing. So I want to keep that as long as I can and not get bogged down by the business side and the unfun side of, of what's very important to what I do, but I, I want to dream unencumbered, but still be grounded with a good business sense that is going to propel our business forward. Yeah. That, you know what? That's a good way to put it because when I go to your restaurant, that's what I see. I see like fun menu options, like things, yeah. uh, you know, that combinations that you wouldn't imagine, but they just work so well together. Like, you know, for example, okay. I mean, your, your signature item, I would say, you know, the juicy jerk chicken, jerk chicken, but done like rotisserie. So it's like, something that I've never, you know, thought would be so delicious, just makes it so much better. Jerk lobster chow mein, like, you know, smash, smash burgers with hoisin, like some of these food combinations, just so fun and whimsical and, and that sort of thing. Just as a food person myself and knowing the person that you are, it just makes so much sense. Right. And just these cuisines colliding. So like, what makes your spot like so unique for people that are experiencing for the first time or even people that go there all the time for you know, yeah. Toronto? These dishes, they, they may sound like they're nuts and like somebody might have like think that I've like dreamed them up or something like that. But it's actually grounded in classic training. And mm-hmm. like, for instance, the jerk chicken being cooked on a rotisserie that was inspired by my travels to Paris. And so here I am. Uh, I'm a young kid. I'm working at like Alain Ducasse, like one of the biggest chefs in the world. Super um, classic, like French cuisine. And my gratification came from going to the Bastille Market Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. That's when the the rotisserie chicken came off the spit at this guy's farmer's market. And I noticed that at 10 a.m. If I got there. You bite into this chicken and it's the juiciest, most delicious rotisserie chicken you've ever tasted. You come at 1030, it's still really, really good. But if you go at 11, 1130, you bite into that chicken, it's no different than a Costco chicken. And when I understood that the cooking temperature and the duration of its peak quality 
was derived from that rotisserie, he was batch cooking everything. So if it sat for an hour, an hour and a half, then the quality diminished drastically. And if you know, like Jamaican cuisine, then they tend to, this is my parents, they cook, they kill the chicken twice. <laughs> you know, they, cook it, they cook the fucking shit out of it yeah. to the point where it's dry. And yeah. so my idea was juicy jerk chicken, and it has to be an emphasis on the juicy. So it's about getting that peak right in between coming off that rotisserie and that first like 30 minutes. So to maintain that, the rotisserie was the best option so that I can cook each one individually as opposed to batch cooking the entirety. So there's a lot of like complexity and thought behind our food. And there's a lot of ideas that we instill into what people perceive as very casual. Mm -hmm. So I kind of compare us to a duck where a duck, you never see them like calm and cool and very noble. But underneath the water, these feet are kicking like fucking crazy, you yeah, know? And, right. and and that's the way that I perceive our company to be. It, it takes a lot of work to make something casual look seamless, but to still perform at, at a high level, you know? And that's that's the, the key for us. And a little insider info, like I've never really shared this, but our company motto, like inside, like our mission statement is it's a given that our food is going to be delicious and our drinks are going to be fantastic and, and the service is going to be spot on. But what we sell better than anybody else is fun. And I want to sell fun in our restaurant. I want people to come in and feel like it's a, a Jamaican beach shack seven days of the week, you know, and every day that they're open, I want them to come and have a rum punch and have a little umbrella and see somebody like cracking coconuts with a big hammer and have like tasty, spicy food that you know, they're eating with their hands and digging in. And, and that's the atmosphere that I'm trying to, to, to coax. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, what I get when I go there is that, you know, it's, there's, a, there's such a, a great vibe that's in there. You know, the servers Thanks. are great. They're always smiling. They know so much about the food. The food itself is presented so beautifully with such a fun take on it. People are sharing, they're laughing, they're enjoying. The one thing I love about your menu too is that you've, you've got the whole shebang. So, you know, I tend to be the type of person that I want to try everything on the menu and you've captured that. You've you've made that available. You want everything? Well, there's a menu option for literally everything on the menu. Um, but not only that, you're offering limited time specials and things like that too, which luckily enough become part of the actual menu. So I, I love that you do that, how you capture that whole you know, experience uh, with just, you know, just being fun. And I think whether you go on a Saturday or you go on a Tuesday, you still get the same vibe, which is amazing. It means a lot because that's the goal. You know, the goal is is really to, we could have chosen anything in, in the world. You know, we could have done any kind of business and restaurants are notorious for razor thin margins, but we do this because it drives our passion to have a good life and, I have this conversation with my sons like pretty frequently where I talk to them about what they want to do when they grow up. And they ask me, how did I choose to, to be a chef and how did I choose to open restaurants? And I said, well, you got to decide on what you want to do at some point. And I said, one of the reasons that I became a chef is because I like to make other people happy. And I said, I, I have some friends who are like dentists and they're fantastic at what they do, but they still cause people pain. 
and uh, I think people are scared to go and see them. So that must be a very difficult thing for them to understand that no matter how good they are at their job, people are not very receptive. And I said, I get to deal with people when they're very hungry and then they come in and they eat and it's big smiles, joy all around. And we feed off of that. And that's probably the thing that we missed in restaurants the most during COVID is not seeing the reactions of people and feeding off of them and having that conviviality. So whether it's sneakers or whether it's building homes or, you know, whether it's doing something industrial, like I, I told my kids, like, do what is going to make you happy. And if it's making other people happy as well, like that's, that's a bonus, you know, and mm-hmm. I like to keep that open with them. Yeah, for sure. You know, speaking about happy and speaking about like Scarborough and growing up hood and things like that, like <laughs> the patties, June plum. Yeah. I mean, I've, we have to talk about these patties because if anybody has not had a June plum patty, you are literally missing out because these are by far the best patties that I mean, and I'm not biased because, you know, like I know you and, and, and I love your food, but come on. I mean that like you have to talk about these patties for those that haven't had them before. Like just tell them a little bit about you know what goes thank on. you thank you it, it, we put a lot of love into these patties and they're unlike any other jamaican patty that you're going to come across and even just from the shape alone they're shaped almost like a pyramid and the reason that i did that shape is because not only is it similar to the shapes that my dad and my grandfather like had back in jamaica but i can stuff more meat into that shape than into a half moon and because there's these pyramid-like sides, there's four of them, I have crispy edges all over. So, like, those are my favorite things. Like, a lot of stuffing in the meat, crispy edges to the pastry, and this is a big patty. So, yeah, they're tailored more after, like, a, a fine French croissant where it's a laminated dough. And we use the highest quality ingredients. So, we're using, like, French butter. You know, we're using like smoked brisket and oxtail gravy and we're hand dicing the meat. There's no filler in this. Like this is straight up like proper chunks of meat. And we change up the fillings. I even have like a coconut crab rundown filling. We got curry goat and potato. And this is not like minced up meat. Like this is like big chunks of braised meat. It's a three day process of, of what we do and each part is handmade and it's made with a lot of love. So there's a lot of care and there's a lot of precision that goes into this. And this ain't a patty that somebody comes and like buys by the dozen. Like this is one where you come and you sit down and you eat one and you savor it. And it's still the price of a Big Mac. <laughs> but there's a ton of like work and care and, and everything that's put into it. And one of them ends up eating like a meal, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big patty and, um, we just did uh, a pop-up in Dubai at our restaurant uh, over there. We're the first Jamaican restaurant in Dubai, opened back in 2016. We did pop-ups in Singapore and Hong Kong. We have another one coming up in Chicago, which uh, we're about to to announce. And then uh, after that, we're going to Shanghai as well, too. So I like doing these patty pop-ups. It's it's really fun. And we're exposing this to, to different uh, markets as well, too, and the response has been fantastic and it's very much a Toronto food. That's what I see Jamaican patty says. I was raised in Toronto. I grew up in Toronto, but I have this exposure to all these international markets and, and I was blessed to, to cook in all these different places. And the Jamaican patty is foreign to almost every other market outside of like the Caribbean 
and certain parts of North America. So because there isn't that exposure, we think that it's so common here. But what people don't realize is that it's a very Toronto-centric food. And it makes me proud. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember the days of getting patties at, you know, Warden Station with my mom, yeah, you, know, like, you know, like stuff like that. And, you know, patties were just like everywhere you go into any convenience store, like, people will tell you, oh, you know, this place patty was the best or whatever. And I get that, you know, like people have their preferences, there were patties that were better than others. But as a kid growing up, to get like a patty for whatever it was a dollar, dollar fifty. Yeah. I didn't care where I was getting from. You know, I mean <laughs> I'd eat two or three at a time. We'd buy them from the grocery store, we'd pop them in the toaster oven. Like I didn't care. Like that was that was our food growing up, right? Yeah. And, and then- I, I love those still, you know, and I got some of those in my freezer, like even right now too. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to to create a patty that really spoke my language yeah. and could put to to use like all my best ideas and it's a unique experience. Yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, it's pricey, but again, it eats like a meal. It's worth every penny, in in my in my honest opinion. Bro, and uh, if, yeah, if my mouth is good, literally watering. If the food's good, man, don't the prices? I always say, man, exactly. Food's good, price don't matter, man. Price you don't, don't have to matter. That's one. Yeah, thing. you just have to pay for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stock X fees. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. No, but I'm actually, I'm going to, this is, Kevin's always talked about your shop too. So I definitely, uh, the next date night, me and the wife are going to, we're going to take a trip. I, I love food. Reach so out. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. I mean, you know, we talked a lot about food and, and, you know, that's partly my fault because I love, I love food and I love the way that you explain food, but, you know, just getting back into a little bit of sneakers, like how is it like in your restaurant with some of your chefs and your workers and things like that? Like, is there like a sneaker subculture? Because, you know, we've seen sneaker collabs with uh, like Eddie Huang's got uh, some Adidas yeah. sneakers. He's done Bauhaus Nike dunks before we've seen Momofuku dunks and things like that. Like, is there like a subculture that you find as a chef? Like, do people recognize that you're rocking sneakers? If you go to other food-related events, like, are there people that kind of notice sneakers? Do they rock sneakers too? I think people look a little bit, but man, I would love to do a collab with like Nike or we, well, we did like collab with Adidas and it was more on like a jersey. Um, But I would love to do a collab sneaker more than anything else. Like that's just like, crowning achievement man like yeah. of all the accolades that we have like that sure. would be the one so we did a, a an adidas collab for um a caravana jersey and grady dick actually wore our our jersey as oh, well yeah, too. I remember seeing that, that was yeah, sort yeah. Of, but yeah gotta get uh, a sneaker collab going with somebody <laughs> right, well, nike nike toronto or anybody in nike if you're listening <laughs> let's do a patois or a chef craig wong nike sneaker like sneaker collab i'd love to see your ideas i mean if you're getting your kids to do their own creative ideas on a sneaker i'd love to see what you'd have on a, on a sneaker too but yeah i mean I, I i always find like you know we talked to chef kriegel you mentioned chef kriegel as well so shout outs to to kellen but i mean he's a big sneaker guy too so i just sort of imagine that you know there would be some sort of a subculture i wasn't sure you know if there's a lot more chefs or restaurateurs or restaurant workers that kind of um you know have that uh, have that passion as well but that's what keeps us all going you know and that's what keeps everything really interesting it's about what people like get into and are willing to spend the time to geek out about and yeah. and really invest their time their knowledge and, and their efforts into and their their money as well too and a lot of chefs I find are, are into like Japanese knives. Like that's a huge one as well too. Yeah. There's some fantastic knife shops in, in, in the city. Olivia, our good friend has Tosho. 
So she's like the spot that I bring every chef like that's visiting from outside of Toronto. And they always take such good care of them. And it's, it's really my favorite shop to go and visit. So like, yeah, Japanese knives. And I see a lot of people that are getting into um, all the stuff that's like around like knives and, and that kind of culture. Sneaker wise, I would love to see more chefs getting into that. But yeah, we I, I haven't seen as many as I would like in Toronto. Yeah. I was just curious. I wasn't sure if it was like something that's kind of like only chefs know about or whatever, but um, I did spot Kellen at Scotiabank. Um, I did spot him from a crowd because I was looking down and I saw his sneakers and then I looked up and I was like, yeah, of course that's you. (laughs) And I had my little, like I had Milo with me at the time and he was like three years old and I spotted him from like, from the crowd, man, that was that was a pretty funny moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, chefs, uh, <laughs> chefs got a pretty sick collection too. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see. Maybe both of you guys uh, get your own collab sneaker or something. That'd be awesome to see. And um, I'm coming to the next Glizzle Mania as well. Are you coming? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Okay. There needs to be some sort of patois. Patois. Hot dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah messing like around with a hot dog. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. Oh man, that's that. So, you heard it here first. Uh, maybe Kellen didn't want to reveal that, but no, that's amazing. Uh, that you're going to be there because uh, you know, Kellen puts on this crazy event, just like how you know you put on the, a lot of crazy events too. So, you know, what else can we expect from you know the Patois, the June Plum team in the future? Like, I know you talked about new locations, things like that, but do you have? I know you guys have merch. Is there any more plans for a new merch? Uh, any upcoming events or collabs or stuff with your social media that we can expect? Yeah, we always have new stuff coming out. June Plum is really like a, our baby, and we're going to be expanding on the menu at June Plum. We're going to be having a, a lot more items available as well too. It's been like a, a slow process, a slow build. And now we finally t- feel like it's time that we're going to start to expand on it as well, too. So more things at Patois, more things coming from June Plum. It's just more fun overall. Like I get really excited and I start to think about like new products and stuff. And it's always like that fine balance, you know, like we do a little bit more work on structure and we get better as a restaurant. And then afterwards we do more structure, like we do more dishes and we get more creative and then we boost that. So it's, it's a very organic thing. And I think that's what I I always like to share as well too, because there's uh, times in a restaurant where menu items stay the same and it's not that things are just staying the same. It's that we're trying to get to be a better restaurant. And then once we get to be a better restaurant, I want to start changing up the menu and, changing up more about the dishes and it's that fine balance yeah that's crazy i mean it's uh, it's a lot of hard work and, and i think people don't understand that and you know just with the june pump space specifically i know you know you did pop-ups before now it's got its own space right beside patois and even mm-hmm. in that shop itself you know you've got you know different merch in there too different items that you've procured uh, to sell from there you sell some items like juicy jerk that's like in a in a vac bag or something that you can like <laughs> pop out and, and you can you can make it at home in your oven like things like that the sauces that you have like man it's just such a great space just to sell everything patois and you know the stuff that you guys have but uh, and what i really wanted that space to always be is is almost like a community hub where it's it's for the people it's having a restaurant is very difficult to do that because we, there's so much labor. There's so much like prepared food that we have to hit a certain level of occupancy to make it worthwhile for people to, to keep coming in and to keep continue the business. Whereas with June plum, you know, there's much less labor. 
there's a store where we have things available. And what I get to do is feature all of our friends. So we have uh, a lot of artisans, all of our favorite people that like are doing really cool things. Like we have their products that we're selling. We have some of the things that we've grown up with things like tiger bomb, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little like travel staples and stuff that always resonated with us since we were kids. And like, uh, like I said, man, we're breaking all the rules. We're just doing all the stuff that we really like. It's a, it's very much a curated experience when you come in. There's like hard to find candies and like I'm selling um, the best frying pans that you that you can find there. And there's a lot of just different random stuff that we really enjoy and it speaks our language. Yeah, I feel I, I, and I get that when I go in there, like when I go in there, I'm like, it really speaks to your personality, Ivy's personality, you know, things that, that you guys love and enjoy. And it's just stuff that we grew up with, right? Like, so it kind of hits that nostalgia point too, which is nice. And you can kind of go in, you can chat with the staff there, you know, sometimes you're there. So if people are lucky enough, they get to chat with you, but also, you know, just to see the stuff that goes on with Patois and also with Dune Plum, it's, it's awesome. But I guess, you know, there's a lot of people that look up to you and they see you as this really successful up and coming chef and with the stuff that you do, the creativity and, and whatnot, but do you have any advice for the young entrepreneurs or maybe even the young chefs out there who admire your business knowledge, aspire to be a chef like you or restaurateur like you in the future? Anything that's worth doing is always something that should be difficult, especially in the beginning. I find that a lot of times the younger cooks that we have at the first sign of a challenge, you know, they tend to either do one of two things, either they rise up to the occasion or they shut down. And I want to see the next generation be way more successful than us. And for personal reasons, I just want to have better restaurants. I want to have better sneaker designs. I want to have better homes. I want to have like all different. I just want people to work really, really hard to make things better and to just not give up at the first sign of a challenge, you know, and that's what I kind of preach to our staff as well, too. It's this relentlessness to not give in to that first no. And to get used to somebody saying no to you a thousand times and getting ready to to come back that thousand and first time. That's that kind of resourcefulness and relentlessness that makes for a, a very successful entrepreneur. Yeah, very well said. And I think, you know, it's it's tougher, you know, people that you know, don't know what that's like to maybe break through that. But, you know, you're a testament to that. I mean, you said, you know, you you grew up as, uh, you know, not very well-behaved child. And, you know, we were all like that too. But to see you become as successful as you are, to see you become, you know, a staple in the city with the food that you have, the restaurant that you have, the ideas that you have, the collaborations that you have, and even like just, you know, in the sneaker community, just the sneaker collection that you have too. I know people notice that too. So it's definitely a pleasure to have somebody like you in the city that represents the city and just helps to bring you know a lot of these younger entrepreneurs chefs um whatever the case may be you know up to the next level thank you so much that really means a lot to me especially yeah. since you've known me since i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> and funny story i remember you know and getting back to just when we were kids uh i remember i forget what it was but i think it was like you know, my brother was like hanging around with your cousin or something. And then, you know, you were like new to the, the block. And then you were like trying to protect your cousin from from, from <laughs> my brother or something. And there was this, I don't know, like a, anim- a little bit of animosity or something. And I remember yeah. just... <laughs> Remember just having that confrontation, then later on just being like, oh, yeah, like Craig's our friend now, you know? <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> and especially because like 
Carl at that time was literally half of my size. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We were, we were like five, five or six years old, or seven years old, or whatever it was. Yeah, we yeah. Children, and yeah, he was like kids. so much smaller. Man, that was. Uh, Do you remember like those? those I wouldn't encounters? change that for anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Is is just funny how things change uh, over the years, but just as kids. You know, you just kind of, uh, you grow out of those things and you just realize that there you have more in common than you do uh, differences. And you're best friends with my brother. Uh, he, you know, you're the best man at his wedding, you know, and it's, we're just proud to be able to say that, you know, we've seen you come from that to what you are now. So um, feelings are mutual, man. And to see like you doing your thing and, and like where you have this understanding and Carl with his like video career and touring mm-hmm. the world, like it's nice to see where we all go and who would have known that when we were children and so young that we'd all make it love it. Yeah, love seeing it's amazing. And you know, yeah. like we're all, we all just like minded people. Like I love that you love sneakers. I love that you love food and you know, just great that all these communities can come together and hopefully uh, you know, that sneaker collab comes because if there are, if, if it, if it does happen, you know, I got to get a friends and family pair of some sort. The back door has got to be open for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's dope. I'm definitely going to check this spot out. Um, yeah, please do, man. It, it's it's a, a mashup of my two loves. My background, I'm Jamaican. And Chinese food is outside of my culture food. Chinese food is, is right there, mm-hmm. right behind it, man. So I definitely got to come check that out love that i'd love to come check some of that out because yeah I, I love jamaican food and, and chinese food so yeah that's definitely definitely right up my alley i was out the web to do a podcast from our spot i got you covered man and oh you- look at those i love that craig's always thinking about the collab aspect man like, yeah man that's dope though we gotta we gotta talk about that you definitely yeah. gotta talk about that i like that yeah i was online too i see that you do parties or whatnot so just throwing it out my 40th is actually in a few weeks so right. i'm kind of putting some together so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pop in definitely before then and who knows might, might throw the, something there we serve up food like chinese family style where like all food Dope. comes out and that way everybody gets to everybody just eats so bunch see yep. and that's what i'm talking about best way and the funniest thing is i was actually shocked to find out that we were one of the most popular first date spots because oh. we're casual, we're not too expensive. There's always a lot of stuff. It's busy. There's always a lot of people around. There's always lots of things to look at. And so it breaks that tension really, really quickly. So, you know, I think a lot of people aren't looking for that fancy date spot. And we fit that bill. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I will definitely be popping in for sure. We'll have to do a, a team outing. Do uh, what, what do we do? We go for breakfast at uh, Sidel, see Josh, and then we go. I'm to- de- we might have to plan a date, Trev. Kev, let me know. Hey, I'm off. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> we'll all take a vacation day and just go eat for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We might have to make that happen. For sure. I'm down. You know I'm down. Yeah, no, right. Craig. Appreciate you jumping on, man. This is, this is a lot of fun. Such an honor to, to be on. I've followed you guys for so long and, and you know, always loved what you do. And such an honor to be on your show. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, man. Shall we transition into shout outs? 
Yeah, uh, actually, you know what? I just, you know, we, we didn't talk about it a lot this month. And I just want to shout out Black History Month. We didn't really shout that out much, if if, if at all, this month. But yeah, normally, um, that's something that's uh, very uh, important to us here on uh, in Kiki's Trust. So just want to shout that out. Also, something that I forgot to mention, because I was in the Bahamas a couple of weeks ago, one of the servers at the, the one of the restaurants that I was at, Chopsticks, you know, he noticed the sneakers that I was rocking. And uh, he was like, you know, asking me like, oh, are you like some big time collector or something? I'm like, or famous collector? That's what he said. I'm like, oh man, I just like sneakers. He's like, oh, because, you know, I noticed one day you came in with the Yamaha Manier 3s and today you're wearing these, uh, you know, Supreme Dunks or whatever. He's like, I thought you were just one of those like famous collectors. I'm like, no, I just like sneakers. And I put him onto the podcast. So if you're listening and I apologize, I didn't actually get his name because we were just kind of talking about sneakers. He was talking about the reimagined fours because he was excited to try to get them. So shout out to him. I hope you got his pair of fours, and I hope you're listening, man. So just shout out to him. That'd be dope. Check out for that, Trev. If you are listening, yes, please DM (laughs) the Kicks We Trust account and let us know who it is. Shout outs for me. Uh, shout out to the guy, man. Like I said, who made 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 my family day (laughs) because I was able to kind of side swap with him. So salute to you. Like I said, you know there is good people out there. I say just take some time. So shout out to you. Shout out my son Marquise, sixteen. Tomorrow, crazy because I still remember when I was 16 running around all crazy. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely a milestone for him. And uh, shout out to you, Craig. Thank you. Like I said, Kevin's always talked about your spot and then to get you on and, and to also know that you're like, fuck, you're into sneakers too. <laughs> That's even, <laughs> even, even bigger, man. So, thank you for, for joining us, man. So, it's always a pleasure, like I said, just for us to be able to tap in with individuals from different walks of life and just hear your stories, you know? Thank so, you. Appreciate you, man. And as I'm checking the spot out, I'm not one who talks. I do. If I say I'm coming through, I'm coming through. So <laughs> let me know. Let me know what I need to do. It'd be good to see you. Like I said, I'm going to come with the missus and we'll just we'll have a date night or with the fellas either or. I love food, me- so I, I'm, I'm down to go twice. <laughs> so. You tell me when you're free and I'll make everything else happen. Appreciate oh, you. Of course. I don't think I have anything this week, but yeah. Craig, appreciate it, man. I know we've been following you and uh, Kev put, put us on to your restaurant because I, I hadn't heard of it, but I know we've been following you and some of that food looks delicious. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to come try it out. Might have to do when when the weather turns, boys, do a spring trip down and just kind of wander Tabby around weather. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Get some good eats. <laughs> Any shout-outs for yes. Craig? Yeah, I'll do a, a shout-out to, to Milo and to Knox. And, you know, I appreciate them giving me a better insight into life and learning more about what's important and giving me a um, perspective onto uh, and, and really shout out to all the kids out there. And, and I, I really want kids to keep that insightfulness and, and to keep that youthful inquisitiveness that uh, I think that they have. I really hope that we get a lot of high performing, eager, young, creative people coming up in the next generation. Well said. Oh, yeah. Well said. Yeah, I definitely related to that because there's, uh, I think school tries to really put you in a box and there's there's not one way to learn and there's not one way to be in life, right? So, yeah, definitely related to that for sure. Naughty kids, man. More <laughs> naughty kids. That's what we yeah. need. Misbehaving naughty yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, ready ready to challenge the system, man. Yeah. Like I said, and, that, and that's what it's about, man. My 16-year-old, he's a testament to that, man. He's giving me a warm time, but at the same time, I understand that he doesn't fit into a box and that's who he is. And I tell him that ain't nothing wrong with that. So except when he's taking your sneakers. Except is I was see, I'm literally just about to say that. See me and Trevor's on the same wave. Like, except when he touches my shit. 
Uh, well said, though, Craig. Well said, yeah. man. Well, Very important. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. As we said, Craig, appreciate it. And we'll definitely be making a trip soon. And we will see you at Glizzlemania. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Right. Oh, Kellen, yeah. Kellen, if you haven't already got a collab dog going here with Patois, on to, that shit. We need to make sure that, that that's on the menu. Awesome. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. And you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Rich, where can they find you? You can find me on IG, status 13 And Craig, where can they find you and where can they find your restaurants at? Instagram, at Craig Wong for my personal and at Patois Toronto. That's our Jamaican Chinese spot. And our newer Jamaican patty spot is at June Plum Teal. Awesome. Appreciate it, Craig. We will see you very, very soon. We're, we're definitely coming for some eats. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week. Bye.